Well, it's been a little over a month since my last podcast episode. My intention was to put this out the week after the last one, but I've really had to sit with it. Um, There are plenty of laughs, but there are some serious and heavier discussions as well. The episode is an hour and a half long, and we could have gone three. Uh, I challenge you to listen to all of it, even if you have to listen to it in 10-minute increments, to truly understand the spirit and the heart of our conversation. I'm definitely not the most eloquent speaker, and, and thankfully I have a friend like Z to help me communicate my thoughts. In fact, we are working on a spinoff podcast where we discuss more political and sociological issues, current events, things such as that. Okay, guys, today's intro music is provided by Light Clockwork. The song is Goldmine. Enjoy. Cause we've been looking for the same thing in the same place at the same time coming up short. Always looking for the same thing in the same place at the same time. And I've been working in a goldmine, but I've been working in the dark. Hey everyone and welcome to the Sure Podcast. Make sure you check us out on our socials. We're at Sure Podcast on Facebook. We're at Sure Podcast on Instagram and we're at Sure Podcasting on Twitter. Also, I'm in a band, World is Watching. You can check us out on Instagram at World is Watching Official and Facebook at World is Watching Official. We also are streaming on all the music platforms so you can find us on there as well. Today's guest is Z. I met Z... 94 94 94 i believe yeah yeah about 94 i'd just been promoted to uh area manager for a record store chain i remember walking into the store and meeting this guy who had the body of mike tyson he's a little bit shorter he's he, you were pretty built back then right oh yeah but a little like ice cube <laughs> <laughs> so anyway and i felt like he was kind of mean mugging me so he's a great guy and it, but you had to pass the smell test first so my i think my first thought i don't know this for sure but I think my first thought when I met him was like, uh-oh, this motherfucker doesn't like white people. <laughs> uh, this was the 90s, and I don't think this is the case. I think I'm making this up in my head, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like Z was wearing some uh, cross colors outfit. No Carl Kanata. Did you ever own any cross color? Oh, no. No. But but I used to wear I used to wear stuff cross color-ish, yeah. but not quite cross colors i think you were actually wearing a hill figure and this was i think you were actually wearing a hill figure and this was back when right. hill figure was fashion forward people weren't wearing right. everybody right. was wearing it you know and the shirts cost 120 bucks and you know whatever you were right. you're were, you were right. kind of preppy right yep you know it yeah but i you still at it. least like to feel like you had one of those leather necklaces with the shape of africa carved in it what were those called <laughs> those um what are they medallions african medallions yeah, yeah. Or something like that i wish they'd make a comeback i always like those those are cool <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a box top haircut back then did you i'm not sure i i don't think i had a box top i think i had like a afro cut like a afro with the sides faded yeah. it's called a, like a, a a bob or whatever but more so like that type of cut back then 
So I was thinking about our friendship and was wondering why we're friends <laughs> because, and let me explain. See, back in the nineties, you had to work at keeping a relationship and even into the early two thousands, not oh, everyone, yeah. not everyone had cell phones and we just didn't give out our home numbers back then. It wasn't like, Oh, here's my phone number. Call me sometime. You know what? We weren't as accessible. Even we, even though we had phones at home, we weren't as accessible as we are now. You know, right. We were actually out right. doing stuff. You know, we weren't at home. So you, you, maybe you give me your home phone number, but you know, you probably wasn't going to be at home. Right. Right. In, in the nineties. And if you had a cell phone in the nineties, I would guarantee you that your numbers changed at least four or five times. I know mine has and it, uh, pretty much everybody. I don't think anybody who started out with a phone number for a cell phone still has that number. Oh yeah. It, and, and did we even have a cell phone then or was that the pager time or the, well, we had pagers. Or? We had pagers. I had a, I had a, a, a real car phone, you know, the little, uh, bag phone. <laughs> right. Right. And then I think right. I'm, oh, you, I, were, you big time. Yeah. I think I moved up to a regular <laughs> cell phone. But anyway, um, so I was thinking, but, and, and also it wasn't like you could just Google somebody or search on social media to find someone. So what I was trying right. to figure out is once, uh, we weren't working together anymore, there was a period of time and I don't know if we stayed in touch during this time or not, but I don't know how we found each other again. I know you came back to work for music network, right? Because you stayed on with them when they sold the um, record change, right? Yeah, I did. The music stores. I did. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I stayed, I, on, yeah, I stayed on with them. And then I got myself fired, which is <laughs> ridiculous. I tried to, uh, I had to try to get fired, and it took me two weeks to get fired. <laughs> because, see, there was in a contract that the new company, uh, KWC, Right. We could not go back to work for the music network unless we got fired because they didn't want everybody quitting and going back to work for the music network. Gotcha. So I had gotcha. to get, so I wanted out of there. So I went to Mike and Mike and they were like, well, I mean, I'm not saying you have to get fired, but if you got fired, <laughs> you know, right. They right. were very diplomatic about it. So right. I set in motion getting fired and I didn't realize that the, my boss had never fired anyone <laughs> had never fired anyone before. So he was so nervous, man. So anyway, back, what was I saying? Oh, so yeah. So I think, I think probably Jarrell is the, who I would have gotten your number from again. Oh yeah. Cause he came back or, um, was with the company, stayed with the company, yeah, right? He stayed. Yeah. Well, he went to take, he went to KWC as well, but then he stayed with them all the way until the music network bought them back. Right. So we're probably, right. yeah. And we're probably getting into a lot of history that if anybody's listed, they won't, they won't understand. But anyway, so I was trying to remember if we even, if we even broke bread together before, but, but Z and I've had hour long conversations, hours long conversations over the, the course of the year. So, um, but we, I did remember that we went to a movie together, which you remember as well. <laughs> I think it was, uh, I think it was kiss of death. I'm pretty sure. And for some reason, I feel like you had a not so positive, uh, opinion of, of David Caruso. He sucked. 
I mean, he. I mean, come on, man. Kung Fu. Uh, what was his series that he, that he had? No, he had a TV show, didn't he? Like, yeah, like Kung Kung Fu or something like that. It was the same thing as Tom Cruise in the Last Samurai. The, the David, same concept. You, the David Crusoe is the redheaded guy who was on. Like oh a, no, no. Ex- I, I, you right. I got the wrong person. I'm thinking about who David Carradine. Carradine or yeah, Carradine like or Carradine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Caruso. I know exactly the movie you're talking about now, and that is the movie we went and saw. Yeah, that's what we. And I don't know what I don't know what I had against David Caruso. Yeah, I don't think you liked him too much, though. I maybe I I could I could be remembering that incorrectly. No, you you absolutely right. I still don't for whatever reason. I (laughs) I still don't like that motherfucker. (laughs) I still don't like that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't, and I don't know why. Didn't he um do um. What was it? One of those um, CSI or Miami something shows too? Yeah, one of those. Exactly. Yeah, I can't stand them. So I came to the realization, and I've never thought about this before, Uh but I think you're one of my first black friends. Really? Well, let me me explain this. Let me explain friend. Mm-hmm. I've had black friends along the way. I've had black acquaintances along the way when I was a teenager. But you were probably the first one that tried to break it down for me and was honest gotcha. with me. And wasn't, gotcha. you know, who wasn't sugarcoating it or just being like, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, you're so funny. You know what I mean? Like just right, placate, right, right. placating to me. Right. Which set, you know, yeah. So I think it was definitely you. I'm pretty sure. So that when I say friend, I mean like you were real and you were honest and I was able to, to grow because of that. You know, a lot of things that I, you know, I did not know and didn't understand, you know, you, you helped me become woke. You awoken to me. <laughs> <laughs> you funny, man. And, and you know, it's funny that you say that is because, um, really you, you were asking, you were wondering how we became friends and, and what the whole thing is. Like when you walked through the door, you were already at a, a, a deficit with me because of how you, how I felt like you got the position. And here's another, you know, white company putting another white man in a position that I deserve. You know, it's my thought patterns yeah. at that time. You know, we 20, you know, I busted my butt, you know, and, and I didn't know you if, in my opinion or for what I thought you came out of nowhere, yeah. you know, but that wasn't the case. But that was just my my that was my feelings back then, you know, and I felt like. I earned it and sacrificed and whatever. So I, from the beginning, I didn't give you, you know, you were already oh, yeah. behind the no, eight I ball as far I... as I'm concerned. And, and But the good thing about it is I'm going to tell you, you, you took the right approach with me is because I wanted to prove to you how much you didn't know. And, and I know you felt that <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but the funny thing about it is that, you didn't try and prove how much you did know. You listened to me. And then one thing that's the reason why we became friends is that I was like, you know what? He actually wants to know to understand. He actually is a curious person. And your curiosity about things and ability to be able to actually 
listen to uncomfortable situations, actually listen to things and try and understand. And you didn't try and, like you say, placate me. If you disagree with it, you disagree with it, but you didn't disagree just to stay comfortable in your comfort zone. And to keep the power. Does that make sense to yeah. keep? Yeah. Um, so I, it became more than just listening. You know, we like you said, we got into so many other things and we could be real honest and real true to each other and realize that it, it wasn't about trying to disrespect or 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 trying to not offend it was just about pure honesty and that was you know we weren't trying to hurt each other or anything like that we were just trying to get to the real truth of things and i think that's just always been the basis of our friendship and and i've truly appreciated that from you because it helped me grow that was one of the first time especially with a white person that i had true and honest real conversations yeah yeah, we definitely had those. And I mean, even down to things that at the end of the day don't matter, but it did at the time was, um, I remember we were selling and because I had a store in Noonan and in Gainesville and where else? I can't remember. But then I had Greensboro and I had Raleigh. Right. And so we were selling freak nasty, the dip, like, <laughs> I mean, right. like right. water in the desert. Could right. not keep that in, right? And you got right. like you got like fifteen, thirty sitting on your shelf. And I'm like, man, what are y'all doing? Y'all need to pop one of these open, you know, <laughs> right. because that was right. my experience. You know what I'm saying? That's all I knew. And you right. were like, and you were like, no, nah, that ain't gonna sell. And I'm like, yeah, right. well, all you gotta do is just play it. He said, man, I'm <laughs> telling you, see, you don't understand. That's not gonna sell in Greensboro, right? You know, and right. I was like, and you said, I said, well, what about? And he said. And I don't think we were doing mixtapes at the time, but then you... No, no, no. Yeah, but you said something about DJ Clue, which... Right, I right. I had no idea who DJ Clue was, you know, because right. he, because you got below Green's... He might have gotten to Charlotte, maybe, right. but probably right. Greensboro was probably the... The lowest, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Coming out of New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because because a lot of people who lived in Raleigh and Greensboro were from Virginia and from New York, like they that's as far south as they migrated, you know. It, so, it, yes, it, and it's so funny because music was so regional back then. Now it's just international, but um, people who's listening, man, it was so regional, and that was the main reason why I was up there in Greensboro and Raleigh. It got in that area is because nobody from the network could figure it out, and. Um, they, they just couldn't move music the same way they moved it there. And I, for whatever reason, just had an understanding of the difference between the South, because I was in Savannah, you know, and, you and in, in Macon and Georgia. I was in the South. I, I mean, was born. in the South. Right. But I understood the New York music. You know, I understood the Wu-Tangs and all of that because it, it just, and music was so regional. And that's probably because you were socially conscious, though. You understood the the lyrics and, and all that. It wasn't just about the beat. Right, 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 right. So, so it's interesting that you, you know, that you're saying that cause man, how it's changed, you oh. know, it, it's just crazy how it's changed and evolved. So all that leads me up to this. Here's my question. Here's my direct question. And I found, I gotcha. found to be really interesting. Um, okay. I saw this on, uh, I think I saw it on TikTok. Don't let that <laughs> sway you. But what <laughs> what three things 
do you think that we have in common? Um, I would say, good question. Um, I would say our search for real truth, our thirst for real truth and, and knowledge. Um, I would say that our love of, for what music and, and, um, and, and I, I would say I, I, we have a kindred spirit. I, I don't know how to describe it, but um, we have a true brotherhood. You, you know what I'm saying? Where, yeah. where I can feel, I can be more honest with you than my own siblings, to be honest with you. And we can talk about stuff more honest than my own biological brothers. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's sad to say, but it's the truth. Yeah, I grew up with their asses, you know, like yeah. in the same household. But I can be more honest with you. But I think our, our search for honest, real truth, uh, but you know, and, and being okay with being uncomfortable is, is one of the biggest things, you know. I, I don't know. What else? What are the three things, you know? That's a tough one, isn't it? Because it's I was thinking tough, the same man. thing. And I, I was so I was thinking the same thing. I had an unfair advantage because I knew what I was going to ask. I mean, I knew I was springing it on you. What would you say? Let me see if I agree with you. Well, I didn't have the answer until you, <laughs> until you and I were talking. It all of a sudden hit me. I was like, oh, yeah. I think it's, well, it's one thing, but it's three in three parts. Gotcha. What's that? Our search and our search for knowledge. Right. Our search for wisdom. Right. And our search for understanding. There you go. And in those three things, like with our understanding, I mean, we understand that shit might be uncomfortable to talk about, but we're right. going to get past the uncomfortableness and talk about it so that we can right. have, then we can have the knowledge so that we can then use the wisdom for the situation. Right. And I think right. that's what we share. I mean, there are other things, but you know, yeah. like you said, like just to have the kindred spirit and you could even say music, even though we might not listen to the same music, we understand the, right. the music business. You know, we have an understanding, we have that in common and, and other stuff. I mean, I don't, li I don't, I don't care anything about sports. I don't know. Are you, are you big on sports? <laughs> oh, I'm huge on sports, huge on sports. But I, I think business too is something that we have, um, in, in, in common to, you know, for sure business, but more so that I, I think, but it's all encompassed by those three things though. So, yeah. So originally, so this whole thing came about because of everything that's been going on. You and I yeah. started talking about, uh, what about two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. And so initially I thought, well, the podcast from the very jump, it will be about, about race because you and I are able to talk about it. And actually, and I want people to be able to hear that and understand that you can talk about it with folks and, 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 and try to come to an understanding. I don't know, like maybe it'd be helpful for somebody, you know, out there. Right. I don't know. Right. So right. that being said, do you feel that the <laughs> I'm laughing because I know I'm setting you up so bad. Um, <laughs> do you feel that the black race is superior to the white race? Hell yeah. 
Nah, I'm fucking around. Nah, but listen, <laughs> if you're being honest, man, and, and, that, and, and, that, no, should be, I, that should be your answer. I, go ahead. I, go ahead. I don't. You know, honestly, that is such a broad question. What do you, I mean? Like, in which way are you asking? Are you asking in general, like just in general? In general, man, that's ugh, man, that's a loaded question. I can't say that we're superior because if we, I can't say in general we're superior because if we were, how the hell would we let you guys subjugate and oppress us like that? You know, and um. So I can't say that, but I can say that I think that um, we we as a race excel with less. Um, we do more with less, meaning, you know, like having Black Wall Street. It wasn't because of the times. It was in spite of the times that they were able to accomplish those things with far less education, with far less resources. Um, they were able to create more. I, I think that we're more we're creatively superior but as people i don't you know as just race for race i think that they both have superior things i think that you guys are more superior of conquering and taking over shit i i just think that you know that 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 question is you know you it, it's real contextual you know on what you're talking about you, you know what i'm saying you guys are more far more superior when it comes to war when it comes to and I'm not trying to say it in a bad way, but I'm saying I'm saying it actually, you know, it, it's something to learn from for me. I was about you to know say, what I'm you saying? You guys had the great warriors, right? Back in the day. I mean, it, as far as that goes, but our, our our nature and our understanding of war is different. Like um, you guys do whatever it, it, it like, for instance, you guys play to win. We pay. We play for peace that's the reason why you get people like mount martin luther king out of us we play to be peace and to be equal you guys play to dominate and to win <laughs> and, and, and I, honestly and and that's your offset from the beginning you know we can go down historically and and and, and just see that you know it, it, it just is what it is so when you're talking about superior I can say creatively, I think that we're superior um, and, and superior is a, you know, I, I, people take words and in and put a, a meaning on them that it doesn't mean like when I'm saying superior, I don't mean better. I mean that we're just better at being creative. That's I mean, I just said the same thing over again, but I don't mean we're a, our race is better as a um that how do i put this the reason i asked that okay uh -huh. now, people who are listening to this please listen to the whole thing <laughs> because uh -huh. otherwise you might take it out of context right do right. you think it's wrong for a race to feel superior no i'm sorry do you feel it's wrong for a person to feel superior because of their race. So you just listed all these things and how you think that, that the black race is superior, but do you think it's okay to feel that way? And the reason that here's, let me give you some context. Okay. When I was like, okay. I don't know, six, seven, eight, I, I, I watched, uh, the Brady bunch. Right. A lot. 
and there and it seems like there may have only been in, in hindsight there may have only been one episode but it seemed like the theme a lot of times was was um the boys versus the girls like there was some kind of competition right, right? well because right. i'm a boy i'm rooting for the boys you know what i mean like i was rooting for the boy i wanted the boy and if the girls won i got mad right you know right i'm like no nah, we're better right. than them you know right so obviously so i was like well you know what's what's wrong with and i'm thinking this in my head what's wrong with <laughs> i can't even say the word what's is there anything wrong with white supremacy now not white supremacy in what you know of but should i feel ashamed or beat myself down for being white should i say oh i'm no good i'm white or should i be like I can do anything. I'm white. Just the same as if you were like, I can do anything. I'm black. You see what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. history obviously has, uh, made that where it's not possible. Has painted that picture. Exactly. So that's, that's not, I mean, I'm, when I'm thinking these things in my head, I'm not thinking of all, you know, I am thinking about the other things as well, uh, that, Mm -hmm. that play into it, like history and all that stuff. But, I'm trying to, you know, I'm searching, I'm, I'm trying to dig deeper in and seeing if maybe we're wording things incorrectly. No, because it's funny you said that. I actually looked up the word superior and it does, it means higher, it means better, it means finer um, or whatever. I, I think the problem with that word or I think the problem with it is that we think, some people think that they're superior um, without validation of that. Yeah. Um, like, um, for instance, Michael Jordan was superior in basketball because the proof was in the pudding, you know, Mm -hmm. what he did on the field. So I think that, um, a lot of us, like when it comes to white supremacy, which, um, or, um, I think that the narrative for them, and and I don't think it's the fault of all, all all white people. As a matter of fact, I think that most white people, the same as black people, are miseducated or um, are, are misled on the true history of the world. World, I think that we're spoon fed a narrative of history, which the history is true, but it's not complete um, so that you can't contextualize and get a true understanding of where your place is, you know, black people's place, white people's place. So I think that the false narrative of the white superiority or white supremacy that you see now is just based on an incomplete narrative given to white people as well as black people. And I, and I get it. I understand. I'm not saying, Hey, let's, well, it's okay to be a white. That's not what I'm saying at all. Just in case anybody out there uh, misunderstood, I'm just saying, (laughs) should, should you feel shame for being uh, of a certain race? You can't help it. You were born how you were born. You're born to the race you're born into. So that, right. that was my point. It's not, it, but, but to use those words, because that word is equated with the clan or skinheads or, you know, or even something deeper, you know, you obviously, you can't think that way, but I was just, I was, you know, I like, you know, I like to think these, what if things, that's how you learn. That's what you say. Okay. And you, you break it down right. and you, you know, well, this is wrong. Now that's right. And either your theory is wrong or, or it's right. You know? So you either go with it or you don't. 
Right. And I get what you're saying. That's the reason why I said that we we sometimes we take words and we put a negative connotation on them. That isn't really what the word truly means. We'll take like like the word ignorance, you know, we'll take it and make it a negative and bad. And it just literally means that you just don't know. That is so funny because right here, I don't usually keep notes. Right. For it. But for this, I, I really felt this is a very important podcast. And so I did make some right. notes. And let me find my notes. If I, I, I sit here and I say that now, I can't find my notes. But <laughs> I do not like the word ignorant. I wrote it down. Or ignorance. Right. Right. But, okay, here it is. I don't think, let's see, uh, um, I don't like it because you think somebody is less than or you're automatically demeaning. Not de- It's like a demeaning term to say that. I like right. they're lacking knowledge better. You know, but it, which, it is which, the which true the meaning word, of the word, which is the literal meaning of the word. But ignorant has become a word that right, and same with stupid, stupid. Right you now, they're just stupid. Well, they're lacking. Right, wisdom. they're lacking wisdom. These three things right. that you and I are talking about, we're having in common, which you know it comes back to. Right, right, right. But, but that's the problem: is that we we take words and 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 I and I don't think it's by mistake. I think it's by design to take certain words and make them um negative. Like to be honest with you, and and I know this is gonna sound controversial, but I don't think the true definition of being uh, a racist is a bad thing because a racist means that you're pro your race. It doesn't mean that you're against other racists. If you use it for the true definition of the word, yep. I'm a racist because I'm for black people. I'm not against white people. I just feel that we deserve to actually advance our race, advance my culture, advance my um, being. It doesn't mean that I don't want other people to and, advance. And so you're kind of, fr- you're kind of framing what I was just trying to say a minute ago with the whole, the not, not being ashamed of your race and, and, right. and feeling, you know, Hey, we can do this. We got this. Right. You know, I'm still hoping for a white heavyweight. I want to see a white heavyweight. <laughs> I'm white. I want to see that. It's not, exactly. it's not because I want to see, uh, uh, I don't, it's not because I want to see you guys fail. I want to see a white guy win. you know, uh, not from Russia. I mean, an American right, right, white right. man do that. I want to see that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and it's funny that you say that or whatever. Um, see, the, the whole problem with that is not what, what you're saying is, is that, see, you think different because you seek out the knowledge and you actually work on yourself. But the, the problem with that is that most people don't think about it that way when it comes to racist or racism. They they is you're you're not insecure with yourself to to the next man it's like the big dick um complex you know you're not you're not scared of the next man having a bigger dick than you meaning the race the next race being actually better than you you're okay it doesn't keep you from hoping and wishing and fighting to be the best you know you're not scared to go up against somebody who might be superior to you in something you're all about the competition and the actual trying of it and perfect example of that is the story you were telling me where you had to go to bat for me 
for people who didn't know. Right. Okay. Right. So right. because I didn't quote unquote act black. Right. People didn't think that I was part of the family or whatever. How right. do you want to term that? Right. Could you talk about that for a second? Uh, it, it was because not only were you, did you not, you know, you weren't a, a, a white person to act black. You just, um, you weren't black. And for one, black people, for the most part, most black people don't trust white people. Yeah. I don't care what they try and tell you. And, and, and especially when you're, um, how do I put this? You're white, white. When you, you know, you're, when you, <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. No, I'm excited because, because I wasn't like, I was, uh, I wasn't dressing the cultural part, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't doing, I wasn't trying to come in there with, and trying to act like I was, like I was cool. You know what I mean? Like I had on the, okay, just lost him. Hold on. Hey, what happened? Is that my connection or yours? It's the devil. Not today, <laughs> Satan. Not today. So, um, yeah, because I but, wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't trying to, right. I wasn't trying it, to be it, something I wasn't. I wasn't, because right. I mean, I've been in that situation where I've seen white guys be like, you know, they try to talk a certain way, dress a certain way, look a certain way. Right. Feeling like that was their way in. You know? Right. And right. I always kind of, I was like, I mean, just be you, right? You know, and right. that goes to what you're saying about being confident in your your race. You know, it wasn't a right. competition thing. It was just a, you know, I'm not going to be something I'm not. You either going right. to like me or you're not. And, so. and you're not, and you wasn't false about it. You were of the realization that, hey, you know, you you will say, hey, most the best basketball players are black. I can't deny that. You know. That doesn't mean that I don't try. Yeah. And that don't mean that I'm going to deny it or act like, you know, just to make myself, my secure, my insecurities feel better. But, you know, what are we great at? So, you know, you, you didn't say, okay, we're inferior just because I can't play basketball. You know, you look for the things that you're great at to, for your self-confidence. And I think if we actually did that as whatever race you are, we would be so much better and realize just because somebody's dominant at one thing or the other doesn't make them better. That makes them better at that thing than you, but that doesn't make them as a race better than your race. Yeah. And, and, and that's the biggest problem. Um, you know, I want to go back to something you said, you said you don't believe that most people are racist. Is that what you said? No, I believe most people are racist. You think they are Black racist? Yeah, they are racist. According to the true, to the true term, the true definition, the true okay, term well, so, of it. Let's, let me ask you a question. So, with the, uh -huh. the, the the racism as we know it, the term as we know it, not the actual right. uh, dictionary's version. Right. Do you think that most white people are racist? Yeah. See, and I and here's where I would disagree with you because I had okay, so I was eighteen, nineteen, maybe, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and I had. Wait a minute. When you're when you're saying that, what do you mean? Prejudice? Well, I mean, we're all prejudiced. Every single one of us. Right. When you're saying the way that it is now, what do you what do you mean? Racist the way that the media and other people, especially the younger generation, feel like white people are. The way that Do I think most do I think most of them are? Yes. 
No, I don't think most of them are. Yeah, see, I, I think I think it's a 50-50. Yeah, see, and I, because I was going to use, and I probably told you this story before. Right. But I think it's very important, especially today. So I was 18, 19. I worked in the music store, and there was a mother and son who used to come in who happened to be black. Right. They came in every Tuesday for uh, new release day. That was when new releases are Friday now, but it used to be Tuesday. Right. And we would cut up and laugh and talk. They were really good customers. And they, to the point, they weren't even customers anymore. You know? Right. 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 And we just always had a good time. And her, her kid was like 14. Yeah. I think about, I think about 14. So one day, and this has been like after months and months and months of this relationship we had, they came, uh, she came in by herself. Right. And she walked in and I said, where's your boy? <laughs> She went, if I were a weaker, if I were, if I were a weaker man, I would have cried because she said her, her head spun around, her head spun around and she came at me with full, like we did not. And she looked just, we did not come this far and like went down the line. I mean, I was so, I was so stunned. I don't even know what she said. Because she just, she was like Charlie's Brown, Charlie Brown's teacher at that point. She just was talking, talking, talking. And I was just like, what the fuck did I do? Because I did not, because I was lacking knowledge and knowing that boy was a a, a term. A a racist, derogatory term. Because they they call the slaves boy. I had no idea. Right, right. So that goes to my point. What I was well, saying. Well, hold on. Let me, we, let me finish. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, go ahead. So, had that been today, right? She could have got on Twitter. <laughs> she could. Hell, for all I know, she could have been just happened to be recording at the time. Oh, you would have been canceled. Canceled. People would have been coming to my house. <laughs> and so, when I see these people who. I always, when I see certain situations where people get called out for something, I go, that's right. one of the reasons I go, well, hold on. Let me try to understand this story because that could have happened to me. And I had right. zero idea. Right. Right. No idea. Right. I call everybody boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, What's up? Right. Boy? You know, right. I, you know, I mean, right. so that was just a lack of knowledge at that right. time. That's but, the reason why. Go ahead. Go ahead. And to this day, I catch myself. You know, which maybe, which I'm, I'm kind of conflicted about that because I call my guy friends, but what a boy or, you know, uh, what's going on boy or, or I don't say it like that, but I'll say boy, but you right. know, I find myself and all my black friends, I'm like, Hey, and then, you know, if I, if I feel like that, that words in my head, I just go like, stop, <laughs> stop. But is that, is that right? Should I do? Cause I mean, it's yeah, yeah it is right though. It yeah. is right because I, I, it goes to my point when I said that I think that most white people are racist yeah. um, before, and I have to correct that. I would say I, I think that most white people are racist unintentionally. They're unaware that they are racist or I think it's lack um, of knowledge, lack of knowledge. I, I, I firmly believe that. And that's the reason why I'll say most of them are because like now, this big awakening that I truly know white people like when when Trump got elected and stuff like that, I had white people just apologize to me, you know, like <laughs> it was the funniest and weirdest thing. And they were they were sicker about it than me. 
You know, you know what I'm saying? They were, they, I, I know white people. I was living in Chicago um, and they were actually, you know, I, I had some white, um, still have some white friends or whatever, but this guy, Phil and his family, I mean, he, he actually had to call into work. He was actually outdone and he was a lawyer, you know, um, and he called in to work well-educated, went to Northwestern, you know, come from an affluent family, father, a judge. And it just, it just leveled him yeah. that America would do that. But that's the reason why I say, like you said, it's a lack of knowledge or better yet, it's miseducation because I think that the way that white people are educated and the way black people are educated, history is presented is very intentional. It's See, and agenda you and I, driven. And you and I have talked about education and mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, that's really a pie in the sky idea on some levels. Okay. Because, and this is what you and I were talking about, you know, it's like, well, a lot of white people don't really know black people or, right. you know, right. and, and so, and then I said to you, I said, but you know what, you know what Z, if, if you were at work and some random white dude tried to befriend you, what would be your initial reaction? And you laughed. Uh huh. And I think you, I don't know what you said, but basically the, the spirit of it was you'd be suspicious. Right, right, right. And right. so I think it's hard and, and not, I mean, obviously there's a reason why, I mean, I don't, I don't, I get that, you know, but right. It's harder for I think people who have tried to understand. Sometimes they're they're kind of thrown to the to the wolves when they try to when they try to you know they try to build a friendship or a relationship and understand. Not everybody gets that. They don't meet the right person who goes, okay, you know what? I'm gonna show them or I'm gonna show her or whatever the case may be. Because, right. You know. Right. I mean, right. Listen, and I, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I feel like the reason why I'm always skeptical is is history and more times than not is always an agenda behind it. And so I always have to, it isn't that I'm going to not befriend that person, but I'm going to really be searching for his true agenda or his true angle. If it's to be really just a friend, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to get to the truth of it, but I've had to historically be more skeptical. I I can't I can't live in the world of ignoring the cost of being oblivious to agendas are because it has always hurt me, always hurt my people or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um used to watch World Star Hip Hop. I used to go to the site and I used right. to watch it. And right, it kind of, right. you know, it was kind of, it made me laugh and I understood some of the situations. I looked at it differently, but what I found myself, I was like, this is garbage because all it's doing is portraying black people, especially cause there's so many fight videos on there. Right. And it portrayed, and I, it, to me, what it was portraying is black people as they're always, they're always fighting. Right. And so I feel right. like the way the media has portrayed uh-huh. and has portrayed black people. That's really the only way white people know black people. It's that is be- absolutely true. It's how the media has betrayed it. Exactly. Cause they don't actually, but know. I, they, I, they, I, they, I, they may know that one lady who works at a desk, right. who's real nice. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? But, right. But I'm talking about actually knowing someone. 
right, 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 right. But I, I don't think it's by mistake, though. I, I, I know it's by design. Um, you know, like I, I know media is agenda driven. Absolutely. And the, and the funny thing about it is that if, if you, if you don't have, if you don't have, if you're not in the 1%, you don't own conglomerates or whatever, me and you are the same, Yeah. you know, and the agenda for both of us are the same. The only difference between me and you is that the people, the powers that be, meaning the people, the banking institutes, they might give you a loan before me. They they might give you a couple of more carrots than they give me, but they still consider us all the same worker bees. Yeah. And it's to keep you subjugated and make you feel superior to somebody. You know, you know, you might be poor, but at least you're not black. Honestly, you I, know, so <laughs> that's the problem. I feel like the media runs the country more than the president does. Not the pre- <laughs> not the not the sitting president presidents. Period. They have the agenda. Absolutely. They Absolutely. dictate what's going on socially. You know, I feel like they're really, if really, if there's a such thing as the, uh, help me out, the, uh, the Illuminati. Illuminati. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely the media. And when I mean media, I mean the news outlet and they may seem really liberal or they may seem really conservative or whatever. But at the end of the day, you put up a post uh, at three thirty this morning, <laughs> it said left wing, right wing, right. How complete? Can you complete that for me? I don't remember exactly what it, it, it put. I put right wing. I put left wing, right wing. Both wings belong to the same bird. Exactly. And that's just where we are. But I think that's the media. I think the media is more powerful than uh, right the government. It, it, and here's the thing about it. Here's the funny thing about it. When we talk about language in the context of words, right, is that we keep saying media, right? But really, it ain't the media. It's the people who own the media. It is. It's like the the Adelson. We got to stop. Like It's like when we talk about immigrants. We talk about immigrants. So we talk about insurgents. We'll put a word on somebody, and it's so broad that you can never narrow down to who is actually the people with the problem because when you get down to it it isn't the people that are that we see on the television it's the people behind them that tell them what to do and own the outlets they're the people who have the agenda oh yeah have you ever seen we, the, just, we just execute the agenda have you ever seen the video on youtube where they take like a hundred different uh news stations from across the I mean, they're they're one's nbc one's fox ones they're all different outlets right so they're not owned by the right. same person and and you can say right. that well yeah there's the associated press and they're reading something off of that but they're all giving you the same news the like word for word there's a video and they they sync it up and the people are saying 10 different 20 50 different newscasters are giving you the exact news the exact same news verbatim in which you know you could argue right. well that's the associated press and they put out a thing but I think it goes a little deeper than that. And going back to media, I really, well, I was going through, uh, going through a tough time and I was smoking a ton of weed. Really? Back, you? In, back in the day. Oh yeah. yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and wow. I started watching, <laughs> I started watching TV differently and that's when I was starting. Right. I really started seeing how the, even with little shows like, the Brady Bunch, 
And I was right, like, right, I said, right. how hard would it be for the government to put these? Now this is some crazy stuff. I don't, I'm not saying this is the case, but how hard, how difficult, <laughs> how difficult would it be for the government to have their own show and put out an agenda stuff? Like, like we want to say that North Korea and these places have propaganda and their TV shows are full of propaganda. How do, how do we know that that's not the case for us? We wouldn't know because the people, right. they don't know. There's some people who are woke, but you know, they usually try to escape or die trying to. Right. You know? Right. So right. I just started seeing a lot of things and I was, and, and so, yeah. Uh, I, I think that, but you, you know, I, I don't, I want to hit on that a little deeper. I think that, you know, I believe in what you're saying. I think that we're just more craftier in the delivery it's like making a film we're better at production the people in media over here in social engineering are just way better than in other countries and they have to be because we have a quote-unquote democracy here with it where over there it's you know um one person's rule you know it's it's not a democracy situation so over here they just have to be more craftier of how they social engineer media yeah so it's just way more produced yeah way better produced because they have to so i i think it's exactly what you're saying exactly goes to what you were saying the images that are put out there about blacks and the images that are put out there about white families the same way they put negative connotations and negative stuff that you see all the time about black people is the same way they always put great things like Superman and stuff about the white person. So they're not just um, washing white people to think that black people are inferior or animals. They're also whitewashing them to think that, you know, white people are superior in false ways. And see, and I also, you know, and I think it's part of that, but I also think to the, with there being with what the Superman being white and everything, I don't know that that's so much of a designed in, uh, engineered, are designed to make people feel like they're superior. I think. No, I'm saying just for example. But no, what I'm saying is, I think it could be that, but it also could be the fact that corporations are trying to reach the largest audience, and there's a whole lot of us motherfuckers out there, <laughs> white people. So they're like, okay, we're playing to who, who's, you know what I mean? We're we're playing, we're right. we're going to to what's going to sell, what the, in their mind they thought was going to sell, you know. Yeah, but I think it also has to go to it isn't just that image. It's what that image is doing or portraying in there. Like, you know, like the image of King Kong and the white woman, you know, like it isn't just that it was a gorilla. It's the actions of the gorilla see, that and that's plays into the race baiting, you know. And see, that's funny because little things like that. And it wasn't until um, when I went to work in the music network, uh, Reggie, uh -huh. Reggie, did you ever know Reggie? Oh yeah. Big Reg. Yep. Okay. I loved him to death and we would go, <laughs> right. we would go to lunch all the time. Right. And he was just like, no, nah, you're racist. I'm like, I'm not racist. Right. <laughs> Cause this is after I have met you. Right. 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 And he was like, right. you just don't, you don't get it. You're right. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm getting all offended, you know, offended over here, <laughs> which I, which I, so I can understand how white people, now feel right. because you know that's right. like right. yeah you get offended and sometimes it shuts down the conversation right not for me right. but i'm not right. like everybody else so you have to kind right. of you, before you throw that out try try to <laughs> try to educate try and lay a foundation I mean, over with it. 
Reggie knew that was going. That was <laughs> Reggie knew he wasn't getting rid of me by saying that. I'm right. Okay, right. How? And then I, he would explain how, and I would listen. And right. there's still part of me not wanting to be wrong, and I'm like, "No, nah, you're wrong," because we don't want to be wrong. We want to be right all the time. You know what right. I'm saying? Us as us as human beings, every single one of us, we want to be right. We don't want to be wrong. You know? And I'm like, "Do you no. think?" But do you think that that's it, or do you think that what it does is it like? It fundamentally tears your world apart to realize that you've been living a lie and that you it, it and that you've grown up in a lie. Not just your family has, un, uh, whether voluntarily or involuntarily, giving you something that was false. And just to tear it down tears your whole world apart. Well, Honestly, for everybody. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. You know. I don't know. I think about that one. Because what I'm more speaking to is these, what they call microaggressions that Reggie was talking about. Like, for example, I don't know that he ever used the example of King Kong and the white woman. Right. Right. But, but he could have, those are the types of things we were talking about. Um, right. And, and things that were more important as well. And I don't know that that was, I don't, I can't say that that was intentional, but I can see how, you could get to that and how that could be possible. So, you know what I'm saying? I can't say that that's exactly, that was intentional. I don't know somebody, I don't know the people who did that. I don't know what their intentions were, but I could see how it could be perceived that way. And so I started listening to what he was saying. So he was, so he was probably, no, BJ was in between. Um, but Reggie was probably the next, uh, building block. For me, this wasn't, right. wasn't like a Metzikoric, like I said earlier and said, oh, you know, it, I was, I was, I was woke then. I was, you know, right, I, I understood right, it. Right. No, this is years and years and years of understanding. Right. He, and he, he brought another lesson to me. Um, so and what's that? That was just that. Are he, you talking about, about that? Yeah. 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 We would go to lunch and he'd be like, you know, and to the, I mean, we spent in my mind, we were good friends, right? Right, 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 mind, right. He might be like, "Yeah, he's all right," <laughs> because I mean, we would go and debate, and oh man, we would debate it and debate it and debate it and debate it, right? You know, because right. I wanted to know, you know, I'm one, right. I want to know if I'm wrong, I want to know that I'm wrong, I want to understand, and so, you know, we were always, we all, we were always going to lunch, and even in between time, I would just pop up in his cubicle and say. Hey, so, uh, what do you think about this? <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Anyway. Right. So yeah. Right. But yeah, I think the media definitely, and, and I would encourage anyone listening to this to watch what you watch, be careful what you watch and think about it, you know, because like I said, with the world star hip hop, had I not been, um, had I not knew better and been able to catch right. myself and realize, right. You know, right. I, I would have been like, oh, that's just what black people are. I'm right. Because that's you know, let, let me tell you something so funny. Like what we I'm going to tell you how good America is with this or with the media companies and like what the goes to the point is that you remember just a second ago, I said that we're just way better at social engineering. It's, it's harder to catch than these other countries. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. When it comes to media. I just talked about King Kong and you said, well, I don't know if it was created that way. It's created so, so masterfully for you 
You still don't know. See, why do you feel? Okay, so so you so do you have proof that it was written that way? Yeah, if you look at if, if you look at the people who actually created the movie, look at the history behind the people. I I I just said it out there for the moment. But if you look at them, the production company, the time period it was, and you actually look at the film, for one, what is a white woman doing in the jungle? And why? Look at the whole foundation and setup of the movie. Okay, I want so, you to right, go right, through right, right. and so, look at the movie through play, fresh eyes right now. I'm gonna play devil's. I want you to go through and look at it. Okay, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. So you said, what was a white woman doing in the jungle? Okay, well it was a, it was a movie. And, and, it was a and movie. why was it a? But why? But why though? That the whole point is you have to question yourself. Why was this created about a a big black ain't? Ape, and what was his fascination with a white woman? And then think historically how it has always been played no, I get of it. the Mendingo on the slaves and the white woman and their fascination with having the white woman and how the white woman is. If you look, she wasn't just a regular Joe Smo white woman. She was the image of how blonde they portrayed hair, eyes, right. white women. Yeah, white women to be. Why was she blonde hair, blue eyed? Things are more intentional. And like I said, if you really look at the context of it, who it was mass media to, why it became so popular, it ain't like it was a great movie, but why was it pushed so much? It's like that film, Birth of a Nation. Have you have you ever watched that show um, on Netflix, um, um, the 13th of 13th? I'm about three quarters of the way through. Pay attention because... Most propaganda, most ways to if, if you have an agenda um, and this is with every country that you're wanting to push or you want to put some a narrative out there. The first thing you do is you desensitize people to something like you'll push out this narrative like how Trump does about um, Mexicans coming across. They're rapists. They're whatever. You push out a narrative about people to desensitize to desensitize the people who are listening to it and to in unhumanize or inhumanize the people that you want to subjugate first before you make the move so that you don't get the resistance from your own people. So in order to, that's the reason why the whole premise of the movie birth of a nation was created. So if you think birth of a nation, which came before King Kong, if you think that they weren't intentional, Oh, that was pretty blatant. They, that was they've pretty, always been doing that was, it. Yeah, that it was, was pretty early. blatant. I mean, from but, I've, I've never seen but, the movie, but, but from watching the clips on from the uh, from watching 13th, when they showed But, it, yeah, but the, that's the whole point, is you could be more blatant back then, but times evolve, yeah. and you have to be more creative. You have to be more creative, especially in a quote-unquote democracy. So you have to get better. That's what I said you guys are superior when it comes to that stuff. See, I also, and I was thinking about this too. I think, I think you guys give, uh, white people too much credit sometimes. What do you mean by that? that we're masterfully sneaky. Okay. Let's, let's take, for example, the King Kong. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I see how you could be right. Okay. Right. But I also just from being in business and this is, this is, okay. This is where being, a, being in business and an understanding business, I go, okay, well, of course they're going to, cast a white woman okay because that's who they're trying to sell to because when, when was that movie made uh 70s i believe it was before that wasn't it no i think early 70s hold on i'm about to google it so let me let's first of all let's see when that came out 
Which one? Because there's been a couple of King Kong movies. Well, the so. original. That would have been the one we we're talking about, right? The original King Kong. No, because the original one was ter- was worse than that one. Uh, the one that I'm talking about um, was, I think, the 70s. Okay, but so they remade it. But okay, so the so the right. original was right. in 1933. Exactly. Black people couldn't even go it, to the theater back then, so obviously, people who uh, uh, companies weren't going to try to market to them by having. You know what I'm saying? A white person's going to be in the movie. So, but that doesn't really matter uh-huh. because I, because you're talking about the affiliate, uh, with the whole Mandingo thing and everything. I get it. Right. And us being gorillas or monkeys in, yeah. in whatever have you, you know, big gorillas, but let's just, big okay, monkeys. So let's suppose, let's just suppose for a second that okay. <clears throat> there was two guys who were smoking a lot of weed or back in 1933, they were smoking a lot of hash. Maybe they were doing some heroin. And they're like, man, I got this crazy idea for a King Kong movie. It's going to be this monkey, big old monkey. And he's trying to kill this woman. Okay. And put it out. And then it's become what it's become to, in your opinion, what it is. In other words, where you're looking at like, oh, they definitely did this on purpose. But maybe it wasn't ever done that way on purpose. Uh Is that possible? Hell no, not <laughs> hell no. Uh, absolutely no way that that was the purpose of that and intent of that movie, because if you really look at the movie for the actual character and casting of it, you know, you're saying, why would you even create that kind of movie? Like, even if you're saying so with them, they might have been unintentional racist themselves they might have had them thoughts and didn't realize it okay i'll give you that one i will definitely give you that one. i can't say that the person who created it let's see edgar wallace and marion c cooper i can't say that that was their intention but the people who green lighted it and put all of the gas behind it that was their intention see see one thing about it it's like we're saying the media and the people who actually own the media like you know they actually own the companies yeah they use people's talents to tell a story and, and, and manipulate people to tell a story to push their agendas. So they look at what people are talented about. Like, for instance, you know, like with movies, you might have one idea for a movie. They'll say, and you know this being in the music industry um, with corporate execs and stuff like this. You have a way that you want to present your move, your music. But the music is saying, no, maybe you need to change this or maybe they need to go towards this audience or that audience or do this. That's because of their agenda. So their movie for the original King Kong, because like you said, they might have been high on hash, whatever, had unintentional racist views, but didn't realize it. But the person behind it looked that that owned the company saw an opportunity. Yeah. So they took those people's ideal, blowed it up, and put it out to serve whatever their agenda is. But, okay, so let's assume everything you're saying is correct. Okay, not only was it made, it was remade and remade and remade, right? So it was made in 33 and 76 and 2005 by Peter Jackson, right? Right. Right. So now, wouldn't you say that, I mean, it was... This, you don't even have to say. I mean, Hollywood and the people who make movies are typically liberal who are going to be more quote unquote woke, right? Supposedly. Uh-huh. 
I, I don't how how could that be the case when you look at the movies and you look at the when you look at the Oscar nominations, when you look at films that get um, actually nominated for it or whatever, it's still very one sided. It's still very. I don't disagree with you, there, um, but once again, you would disagree with me. I said I would not. No, I said I wouldn't. I would not disagree with you there. Oh, but okay. My point gotcha. Is is that supposedly these loving and caring people and these, as we know, I'm going to use the term again. I can't believe it. I'm going to shoot myself for saying woke again. These people who are mm-hmm. so woke and loving and accepting aren't. But I would say that it's more actors and people who are more woke than it is the actual people who own who the studios, gotcha. who actually make it. I, I would say that's the case more because you don't ever hear name me one studio owner who comes out the same way as Angelina, Angelina Jolie yeah, or Brad Pitt or whatever. Name one. You can't name one of them who has come out. That's a good point. And who is pro. That's a good point. That's a good point. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to now you're gotcha. going to watch King Kong, man. <laughs> this is a horrible movie. So it is. I don't horrible, even care. Why, I don't even care. I, why do you think that? Why do you think that it got so much push and yeah. so much um, like like they show it in every major theater or whatever? They they put it out there and push it in such a massive way. So you got to. That's why I say. Like, like it goes back to what you're saying about intent when it, when a white person, that's the reason why I say to myself to answer your question, when it comes to a white person, because of my experiences, I have to always wonder first intent. Hell, I did the same thing with you. Yeah. Intent first, but I'm all bit because of my, also my learning. I also realize and know that not all white people, most white people for one, don't realize it the same way you didn't realize it when you were talking with Reg and most people are good people. Yeah. They're, 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 they're not, you know, intentionally out to harm me or harm my race or whatever. They're just misinformed and miseducated just like I am and, and was, you know? Well, there's a preacher that I know, um, actually it's uh Kendall's father-in-law and he always said that we judge others by their intentions, but we judge, I'm oh, sorry. We judge others by their actions we judge ourselves by our, our intentions. Right. You know, so right. it may look like a certain, so that's to say it may look like somebody's actions is this, but we don't know their intentions. So I always try exactly. to, I always try to find that out before I pass judgment. Not always. I, I mean, I'm quick to pass judgment. I also love it. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'm just being honest. I'm human. I think that's just human nature. I mean, you know, and, and as far as this, um, I love a good conspiracy. So, you know, I'll be all, I mean, so I'm not one to shy away from what you're saying about King Kong. I just hadn't really ever looked at it that way. And now you've brought it to my attention and I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. I don't, dis- I don't, I don't that, disbelieve. But, I don't disbelieve you. I just, I'm like, huh, but, I never thought does, about but that. But doesn't, so. but doesn't that go to also like the different worlds that we grow up into, meaning that, meaning that you have the luxury when they talk about white privilege, that's a part of it. You have the privilege to look at the world in one way and to be oblivious of things because you don't, the, the real ramifications of it, 
will never hit you the way that it would hit me because the intents of the movie are to hurt me. And for you, it isn't. So you're sort of oblivious to the thing. It's like a family who lives in a, it's like me. I grew up in base housing, but um, my dad was military. So I grew up most of my life in base housing. So I had all types of white, black, Chinese, you know, yeah. all different types and, and people from everywhere. But we were inside a fence, but across the street, I used to go and a lot of my friends, it was the projects. But I had, even in that, I had the oblivious um, 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 privilege of living one way and being oblivious of the stuff that even they went to through. And we were black. Yeah. So, so even in that, that's sort of a contextual way to, that's why I'm able to understand you know why some white people are 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 just oblivious to it because I was oblivious to it until I actually went amongst them and not just went over there. Hey, how you doing? And we were friends. I actually talked to them and they were real with me. I, and you know, I saw what they went through. I saw the conditions of it. Oh, you're not just lazy. Oh, you're not here just because you want a free. Your mom wants a free government check or doesn't want to do anything or whatever. I actually saw the conditions of it yeah. and how they got there and, and the impediments to their growth and, and, and all of this, all of the policies and, and systems that were put in place to keep it exactly that way. So I actually experienced it. And I think that's what the problem is, is I think that we all need to really experience each other's lives, truly experience them. Oh yeah, for sure. Not just for a second, not just for summer camp, but actually be, you know, I, you, I, I wish, couldn't you argue if I, I was, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I think there should be a law passed that every rich person has to have a, a true black ghetto friend. And, and it, <laughs> if you don't, you're penalized for it. <laughs> uh... <laughs> and vice versa. I think that rich and you, and you want to volunteer to be that person. I, shit, I'm in the middle. No, no, no I was, I'm I talking about for like other you, people. I was like, say, you, I was saying you want to volunteer to be that person, so you could be like, yeah, I'm hanging out over here at the pool. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was. That's what I was. Saying. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. hell no. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, you said a lot of things, and I was sitting here thinking about a lot of things, and I've lost all my train of thought. Um, so excuse me. Um, yeah, that's. It's, it's, it's deep though. It's, it's really, and it's funny me and you are having these conversations because as often as we might talk or every time we talk, it's so much that in so many different layers to it that, you know, it's almost like we're just now scratching the surface of how exactly. we're thinking and, and we've known each other 20, 20 plus years. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. You just tap cause you just tapped on something to, to maybe, and you, then you wound up saying it, uh, is that it's a learning people have to understand it's a learning experience. Oh yeah. It's not going to be gone. These issues are not going to be gone tomorrow. Oh yeah. Okay. So if you're out there and you're marching and you're protesting and you're thinking <laughs> that it should be done tomorrow, it's not going to be. Oh yeah. There's going to be some changes that are going to be immediate, but then there's going to be some oh. that's just going to take, you got to change people's education. Like we've talked about. Oh yeah. You got to change people's heart. You know, um, 
you said privilege earlier, which I still have a problem with that. And the, I don't have a problem with the idea of it. You have the problem with the connotation with the term, of how it's presented. Exactly. You and know, I think how the I, term is presented. And I think it shuts down any conversation when you say that, because people get right. People get offended or they feel like that you're, that you have them all wrong. So you must be stupid. Are you, you know what right. I'm saying? So I think it shuts, but down, I, I think it shuts down the conversation. I understand the intent behind it, but then at the same time also, well, what else I have the, I have, I'm blessed in that I've experienced other cultures and then I've been, I've seen quote unquote behind the curtain, you know, right, right. And right. my life is richer and fuller because of it. Right, right. Right. So I'm privileged, but here's, but I, so I'm privileged right. in that way. And I right. understand, I understand the concept of it, but how, I don't, I don't know as a white person, I'm not going to know any other way. And there's no, even as much as I know and as streetwise as I once was, I mean, I'm getting older, so there's a lot of stuff I don't, right. I don't know anymore, you know? Uh, but even with all that, oh, shoot, I lost the train of thought. Um, <laughs> I, I think that, um, I think that, like, even with the word privilege, I think that. Oh, I know for what I one, go ahead. I know what I was white, white, white people need to, for one, get out there. They got to be okay. If you really want true change or you want to be a part of it, it can't be delivered to you. It's going to be uncomfortable, like that word and that term. But what you got to do is, like me and you talked about, you got to look at the true intent of the person who's using it. Like, for instance, me, my purpose on going in here is not to beat up, or when I talk about it, it's not to beat up on white people or to say, oh, y'all are just privileged or, or, oh, you're, or you're just, you're never get it or whatever. My intent is to thought provoke and get you to understand that even when I use that term, you're so used to, being comfortable on how the narrative is being delivered to you that you can turn it off whenever you want to and not have to deal with it. But it is my life. I don't have the privilege of turning it off. No, I understand that. So that's the reason why I say when you talk about the privilege of it, um, you got to look at the intent of the person behind it. Now, if you go to certain places, they're going to say that because they are using it in a negative way and they are using it in a way to not build a degree up. But what we have to do is we have to get past hurt people who might use that or people who's hurt and tired of being in that place. So we have to do more healing. It's like, for instance, when you're, when we talk about being leaders in communities or preachers or whatever, every time, like if a preacher or pastor, how successful would they be or a leader if every time they went into a community um, to try and talk and outreach and help that community or understand that community, people were like, fuck pastors. Y'all ain't nothing but pimps. And they were like, okay, we're out. Yeah. They didn't even try and talk through it. They just their first instinct was to be like, oh, that's offensive. I'm out of here. I'm not helping you ignorant motherfuckers. Yeah. Your whole intent is if they weren't, if they weren't ignorant, they, uh, you know, if they weren't ignorant or lacking knowledge, they wouldn't need your help in the first place and they wouldn't have said it. Yeah. They wouldn't even delivered it that way because they would have the knowledge. So it's your, 
job or duty if you and it's not an easy one. It's not an easy one. It is hard. Like being a police officer, it is hard, but it is what you signed up for. And if you don't sign up for it, if you knock on piss, get off the pot. And that's what I was going to say. You know? That's what I was going to say. But the, what I was going to say about the uh, what I was trying to think about earlier on the loss of train of thought was with white privilege. I feel like there's just you're. How else? What else? What other world am I going to know? You see What's what I'm that? saying? What other world am I going to know? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Because I'm, I'm not going to know what it's like. The same as I'm not going to know what it's like to be a woman. You know, I'm not going to know what it's like to give birth. Right. Um, right. All those things. Right. But the whole point is you got to be open to coming outside of that comfort zone, that comfort zone or comfort space to know something else that might not be like understanding like, 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 I, and I, and I, I'm going to be honest with you with white people. I feel for you because see black people have lived in this ugliness since our existence over here, but white people to see something that's that horrifying and to know that your world and that you existed in and what you believed in the narrative that you, that you've been duped yourself and to see how truly ugly and horrific it is to be exposed to something like that for the first time it's it's numbing yeah. you, you you get what i'm saying and it's hard to deal with it's hard to swallow so i feel for them but i encourage them to do the work and to go because it's so much more worth it um in the long run it's just like anything when you work out or whatever you gonna it's gonna suck you're gonna be hurt you're gonna throw up you know anything that bills you know it's like giving birth it's painful it's whatever but the beauty that comes out of it is what is is so much worth it think about your child and when you had it and so but here i want let me interject when you talk about Uh when you work out it's this pain and all this kind of good stuff but you know going in working out that Uh okay i'm working out but i'm going to be stronger and bigger and in better shape you know, you know, when right. you get, when you become, when you get pregnant and you have that child that you're going to be delivering this beautiful life, yada, yada, yada. Okay. When right. someone says to you, oh, you're white privileged and walk away. You don't, it's not what you're, you're not thinking, oh, I'm going to be stronger and better because somebody said that you, if you're going but, to use that term, you better be ready to say you're privileged and here's why and deliver it to be, to educate, not to hate. You see what I'm saying? Right. But I don't think that all black people, I don't even think that most black people, most, most of the time when you're talking to, especially educated black people, that's, that's why I said media, like the people that you're talking about, um, who delivered that way to white people, um, they are the ones that you see on world star hip hop, but that's not the common world in who we're around and people who I associate with and know, which is the common, is more common than the people who's going to say, oh, you're just white privileged exactly. and walk away. Yep. You know, it, it's more so those people. So, you know, it. I think that the people who say that in that way towards white people get the biggest voice or, or get shown the most to scare white people to not want to reach out to black people. It's, it's done to purposely keep us separate. 
Um, I think those are the people that's portrayed in the media. Those are the people who's given the voices in the media is to present um, because dividing and conquering is the whole premise of it. And the people, the 1%, like I, it goes back to what I said. They want to keep it that way because the only reason why this movement right here is so effective and what's going on with George, what I'm, what I'm talking about is George, George Floyd um, is because white people are a part of it. The majority of the white people are against it. And, and they're speaking up for it. It's a united front. Oh, yeah. And the powers that be do not want it to be that way. They they would have done everything they could to for you not to see that image so that we wouldn't unite as a people. You know, um, be, because that's how you keep the control, because they control the they control the police departments and the police are doing exactly what they were meant to do. So if you. But white people are standing up against this social injustice. It takes more. If it was just black people out there, this shit wouldn't be that big and nobody would care. It wouldn't get any play. Media wouldn't play it. Um, it, it, it would go nowhere and things would be status quo. But that's the whole point of it is they want to push those. They want us to be separate. So the images that you see of a black person isn't me that's talking about white privilege. It's this ignorant uneducated black person. So it what it does is it frightens white people to even have the dialect yep. or the conversation yep. or the understanding. Exactly. You but said, that's, you said, but it, more, that's you said agenda, it more eloquently than I did. But that's, but that's agenda. Yep. But that's agenda driven. Yep. And we have to realize who's behind the curtain. It's back who's, to the who's, media. who's actually the wizard, which is the, the media. media, which which is not the media, but the one person who owns the media. Because if you look at media, all of the 99% of the media is owned by five families. Yeah, it is. I've actually Googled this. Yep. So it's those five families whose agenda they run the world. It is. And it's, and it's, and it has nothing to do with pushing white supremacy. It's making money. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, they don't care about your white ass the same way they don't care about my black ass. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know? uh, so I don't want to. So today I don't because we're going to do this again. Um, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to get into the whole uh, law enforcement issue yet. We'll do that next time. Gotcha. But I did want to say because gotcha. that's a, a big one to unpack, and we're at an hour and thirty minutes right now. So we're, gotcha. pro we're going to probably cut it so that we can. Because uh, you know, I don't. Has this been interesting? You think this is, I think, I think I've enjoyed so. it. I mean, I've, enjoy, I I've enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. I always. Enjoy I hope y'all asses out there enjoyed yeah. it. Shit. Yeah. I, I mean, Are you entertained? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I had a thought the other day. Think about this. And okay. then come back to, and then when we have the next one, you can come back to me. Okay. This. Okay. This isn't a fully formed thought, and I can't tell you exactly why I thought this, but there's a reason behind it, and I'm gonna, and I'll come back with it. Well, as well, instead of getting rid of cops. Maybe we should get rid of politicians. Mm. That's my thought. So you just take that and uh, you think on that, and we'll talk about it next time. Sounds like a plan. Now I do want to end this with. Uh, I don't think. I mean, we talked about heavy stuff, but I think that it's not. It's been all in love, and it hadn't been real heavy, even though it is a heavy thing. But I do want to kind right, of right, right. But I do want to. I do want to end this with a little bit of comedy, and so. 
you know, with the whole white privilege thing and Karen and all these, you know, <laughs> as, as, as what white people see, what scares white people is they see, Oh, we're becoming the black people now in their mind. What, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, you know, you know what I'm saying? That's honestly, right. that's what it is to a lot of these people. Right. Like that movie we're becoming where hated. We're, we're, and, we're becoming, and, and John Travolta. What's that? You know that that one movie where I think it was Harry Belafonte and um, John Travolta where the, it was role role reversal. No, nah, what movie is that? I forgot. It's something white white something. I Hold have on. to look it up. I don't even know why John I said Travolta it. John Travolta and who? And Harry Belafonte was in it where it was almost like the opposite, like role role reversal. Blacks were whites and whites were blacks. Oh, I did see this movie. Yes. No, hold yes, on. Yes, yes. This couldn't have been the movie we went to see. What? No, we definitely went to see Kiss of Death. No, we, we didn't go see that one. No. White Man's Burden. Yep, exactly. I'm going to watch exactly. that again. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm wondering That's exactly what you're talking about. I wonder about. if there's any that, insight into that if, if for today. White Man's Burden. I'm going to watch that. And I hope that Yeah, something. I'll watch it too. I think I'll so. watch it too. So anyway, so Okay. So you know, white people getting a bad rap. There's one thing that I got to come out and I want to dispel this myth right now, okay? <laughs> What's that? I don't know what white people's houses you've been eating at, but I was <laughs> listen. Listen. <laughs> I would put my grandmother's dead, right? My oh, my God. grandmother's dead and my, and my aunts and all they're all gone. But right. I would put them up against any of your family members any day of the week. <laughs> Listen, my grandmother, oh, my grandmother, God. I said, what's that? I was like eight or nine. What's that? What's that? Oh, that's fat back. I said, what's fat back? Here, you just, you, I said, she on the, on the, uh, what people would call, uh, what's another word for fat back? Uh, strict, uh, uh-huh. strict. Um, I forgot what what it's, it's called. Strict lean um, is another name for it, but it's right, also, right, and it's literal fat, right, off the bat, yeah, fried, <laughs> and you get that, and you get the real chewy part, and man, it's just right. full of sodium, and then you got that other part you can stick in your cheek and let that bone get soft and eat up, on. right, 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 okay, uh, everything was fried, obviously. But I would, so I don't know the people, the white people getting a bad rap for uh, being bland with their food. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Ahead. It, it's definitely not people in the south. It's definitely not white people in the south. I think Paula Dean dispelled that myth. Yeah, well, but I mean, I get, I see it all the time now. I'm like, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. No, it's most definitely not a across the board. It, it is a myth. That's that's one of the stereotypes yep. and stuff. Like that's something from black people that ain't tr- that ain't true about most white people. It it is, I, and I know from experience, man. Going to what you say, and I'm gonna tell you something funny. I, I know we're getting off of here or no, whatever. But go ahead, go ahead. when 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 I was in Chicago to go with, with what you're saying or whatever, we got invited for. Um, Christmas um, over to a, a friend of mine's house. He he was white. It was the guy I was telling you about, Phil. Dad's a judge. Everybody came into town and stuff. It, very interesting family. Very affluent and stuff like that. So we go over there for Christmas and stuff like that. And, and when you talk about stereotypes or whatever, so we go to get ready to eat, right? And 
they bring out the food and they made for, for Christmas now. Now, I'm from the South. You know, we used to turkey, fried turkey and dressing and stuffing. They had homemade ravioli, right? <laughs> homemade ravioli, <laughs> sauteed the full carrots, like the full whole carrot with the stem, everything on it. Yeah. Sauteed mushrooms, beets, and that was the dish. Is that was what was for? That was for what was they were serving. And if you could have seen me and my wife's face when we looked at each other, like <laughs> here the fuck we go. Uh, but when I tell you, when I tell you that was the best fucking ravioli <laughs> and fucking sauteed <laughs> carrots, I I promise you, I promise the guy, both of us were like Jesus, this was good. We were asking them, so what did you do to these carrots? <laughs> How did you get them to be like? I promise. Uh, I promise. And you were genuine when you asked I that. Love. You were genuine when you asked that. I, I promise you, those were the best. I don't know what the hell they did to them carrots, and that ravioli was the best ravioli. And the mushrooms—they were simple mushrooms and 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 carrots. But the way that they cooked them—that was some of the best shit. That was one of the best Christmas meals. And and trust me, I'm from the South. One of the best Christmas meals I've ever had. Wow. And I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> it, but that goes to prejudgment. Yeah. You know, it goes to exactly what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly what you're saying. I'll let, I'll but let it, I, it was it was funny as fuck though. I'll, I'll let all the white people in on a little secret. Black people, <laughs> black listen, we we try to season our food with salt and pepper and whatever thing. <laughs> black people season the pan. <laughs> you get your salt and your pepper and whatever you put that in the pan before you put the food in there you season the you know the skillet Not oh a, yeah. yeah you know that's one of the one of the big things and which which my uh grandmother and all them did that too and they had the big cast iron skillets and all but um oh yeah that's a southern thing my friend bj uh his wife man she made me some well, she making for me. I'm sorry. She there goes my white privilege. She made them. <laughs> she, she made them, and I just happened to be there. She did, however, make me some after the fact because I loved them so much. She made these oxtails. Oh man, I haven't had. I've tried to find oxtails like that since, <laughs> and I have not been able to find it. So, yeah. Also, I did. And here's another thing. I had when I was like mm, 16, 17. I was hanging out at this gas station and this guy had some like, like fried, like, he had a bunch of fried chicken, look like fried chicken. Finished. Right. Right. And he was right. like, he was like, uh, he said, y'all want some? And it's like, yeah. So I grabbed one. He's like, put some hot sauce on it. I was like, okay, put some hot sauce on it. <laughs> and that was the best chicken I'd ever had. Right. I said, right, I said right. man, that's some good chicken. He goes, no, it's chitlins. I said, what? Oh, he said that's fried. They chicken. fried it. Yeah, I was like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> so I always heard my my grandmother. My always heard her talking about uh, chillings. She loved them. Right. I'm gonna go right. get so and so's because you you can only eat them at a certain time of the year because makes you if you eat right. it's too hot it makes your head swimmy and well all the, you know <laughs> right. what I'm talking right. about. Right. So anyway, I told her I was like I had some chillings and I loved it. She's like you did. We got to go because she had a real thick Southern accent. Uh, you did. Okay. Well, so we found out there's a place in town where I live that once a month they served them and I was all excited. That's why, you know, and my grandmother was in town. She lived in Athens, but she was in town 
and we went to this place and they had boiled and they had fried and uh-huh. I got the fried and, and I don't know how they prepared it, but it was not the same as what I'd had. <laughs> so, oh God, it's yeah. all on the cook, man. Yeah. And it ain't got nothing to do with color. Yep. That's right. It's all on the cook. All right, man. Well, we'll wrap this up. Uh, all right. It's been fun. Had a great time, everyone. Uh, uh, we will definitely be back to do this again soon. And uh, y'all take care. All right. See you guys next time.